What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of THP Strength. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about the arm swing. One foot, two foot, circular, pendulum. We're going to be talking about them all. Isaiah is super excited. I'll go ahead and introduce Isaiah. This is Isaiah Rivera. He is super excited to dunk today. He's probably going to hit at least a 47-inch vertical on the day and will probably hit a reverse 360 J. Rich. I don't even know if that's a dunk. I just made it up. I should just fucking do it. I'll <laughs> add it to the list. That would actually be a good idea. <laughs> All right, Isaiah. Tell me. Uh, go ahead. Introduce introduce me to the to the fans. Um, and this is John Evans. He has been training me for about two and a half years now. He is a one foot jump specialist. Maxed, max ever on a vertex thirty nine. He's definitely 39 reached and a half, 40. 39 and a half. 39 and a half. He's definitely reached a 40. just hasn't tested it. Uh, he is extremely smart. One of the best jump trainers on the planet, in my opinion. The best jump trainer on the planet. Flattering. And he is very credentialed. All right, moving on. This week's podcast is brought to you by Legion Supplements. One of the biggest questions we get asked is, how can I improve recovery? One of the only ways to do this is to give your body more of what it already needs. Increasing bioavailability of these micronutrients can help you help you. In other words, it lets your body do what it is already trying to do during recovery, but better use code THP at checkout. If you decide to purchase the, uh, purchase some of the supplements, my favorite supplements, definitely multivitamin. I think it is one of the most crucial things that you can add into your regimen to make sure that you are recovering appropriately. Brief anecdote. My roommate started getting shin splints really, really bad borderline stress fracture. And I was like, what does your calcium look like? What's your vitamin D look like? was taking in none of either of those and basically didn't break his shin, but hurt his shin very severely. So just a short anecdote to show you, had he just decided to supplement <laughs> vitamin D or calcium, probably could have avoided that as, as a whole, right? So even though it's not necessarily going to guarantee any changes, it's an insurance policy. You're making sure that you are covering all of your bases. And it's something that is actually really important because odds are the majority of people are not getting enough micronutrients. Secondly, we want to shout out Hawken Dynamics. If you guys are looking for force plates, highly recommend them. They are portable force plates. They plug into a wall and charge with a USB, and they're just really good. They're really reliable, very accurate, gives you really robust data, and they have leasing options. So that's a good option for people that maybe are on a budget. And then lastly, if you want to get coached by Isaiah, myself, Austin, Hunter, you want to be in the mix with those guys, have access to the Facebook group, access to our training inventory, exercise library, every exercise we would prescribe or how we would prescribe it. Sign up for coaching. Full service is more holistic. You'll get access to Isaiah and I on a daily basis or hour by hour basis, sometimes depending. And usually we get back to those guys. I mean, twice, two, three times a day if we have to. And the training only is if maybe you're like, okay, I don't need quite as much guidance. I maybe just want the Facebook group and we write up the program for you based on your individual specific needs for a given amount of time. So that's a little bit about the training, but let's get into it here. So we are talking about arm swing. Isaiah, your experience with arm swing. Is arm swing? That's what we decided. I thought it was one of the <laughs> No, I definitely said arm swing. We were between two topics right. and we picked arm swing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, all right. So my experience with arm swing. So I 
I have to kind of rack my brain for this, but I think the first time that I ever really started focusing on arm swing really was uh, when I first started dunking and I started studying a lot of the pro dunkers. And I noticed there was like two different ways that two foot dunkers would would jump. The most common being what I call a um, a circular arm swing now. And that's kind of guys are running like just like a regular stride, right? Opposite arm, opposite leg is up. And then as they take their penultimate, it kind of just seamlessly becomes an arm swing. Like they're they're moving the arms regularly and then they both go back. Um, very it, it smoothly transitions from a running arm swing to like into the full arm swing that you see. And then the second type of arm swing that I would see would be a pendulum arm swing. And there wasn't a lot of people at, like even doing this at the time. The only person was really Jordan Kilgannon. Um, and I kind of modeled my jump technique after Jordan Kilgannon. So I started kind of breaking down exactly how he would do it. And with pendulum, the biggest difference is when the penultimate step hits the ground at mid support, the both, both your hands are in front of you. Whereas on a circular arm swing, only one arm would be in front of you and the other arm behind you. Um, so I started just working on it a lot, started studying it. Um, and then in terms of how my jump feels, the arm swing is kind of like, it kind of connects everything. Um, I, I always mention that like, your like your right hand and your right leg are like basically connected on a on a two foot jump so when i'm thinking right when i'm planting my penultimate step my right hand comes up with my left hand and my right leg plants and then as i'm putting my arms back as hard as i can swinging them back as far as possible i'm pushing with my right leg as as hard as i can as far as possible and then when I'm, my right arm is coming back up to swing up on my jump it's moving with my right leg um, so it's a very important part of a two foot jump and a uh, jump with a good arm swing versus something like off the dribble. It can be a few inches of difference. Um, something I've noticed over these past few weeks, building up my jump, starting off one step off the dribble first, I've noticed that without the ball is way more intense. Like I can probably get like five, six inches higher uh without the ball with, with just a full arm swing um and then another this is my kind of just second anecdote i actually tried a circular arm swing for close to a year um i used to think that my like run-up looked very ugly and i would always get like a lot of comments on how my run-up looked very ugly which in hindsight honestly it was just that i was very underdeveloped and I didn't put in enough reps to kind of have the technique sharpen up um, with and with time it was going to kind of just fix itself I've, I found with my jump technique but yeah it was it was very ugly I would run and like my, I would have like way too much motion in my arms as I was running and then I would kind of exaggerate bringing both my arms up and like bringing them back so it looked very ugly so I decided to switch to circular arm swing and I did it literally for for about a year straight and it didn't really work out for me too well there was definitely a and i think are there, are there videos of that like, on youtube yeah 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 from from july 2016 to around may 2017 
around there. Every video on my Instagram. Huh? That's when you knew me. Yeah, it was right. I, I like switched oh, it. Wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was when I met you. I think I switched it back to regular, like right after like meeting you or something like that. Um, but yeah, I I switched that. And I remember I remember my first session back going back to my regular arm swing, like a pendulum arm swing. I hit under both for the first time. I did like a double arm elbow hang. It was my best dunk session ever. Was that on nine? And that was after. Huh? I was on nine ten. No, 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 it was a 10-foot ten ten foot foot room. Wow. It was on Earth Day with Steven. <laughs> I remember it. Yeah. Um, Steven so loves that was, Earth Day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we had an Earth Day dunk session that year, 2017. So, yeah, from like m- mid-2016 to mid-2017, if you look at all my YouTube videos, it's circular arm swing. And it looks like, I don't know, I, it was very unnatural for me, and I kind of like forced it. And something that I noticed that was a big difference on circular versus pendulum. Pendulum, I can jump a lot more straight up and down versus when I go circular, I have a lot more horizontal momentum in my in my jumps. Uh, so it made, it made it look like I was getting lower. Um, and then it was also just, yeah, I just wasn't getting as high because I was traveling more more out. So I switched back and I haven't looked back ever since. Um, and yeah, that's kind of my, my, my story with arm swing. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. I off two foot, I think I always used pendulum, like cause I played volleyball and it just felt more natural with the arm swing cause they're together. They come back yeah. and then you drive the free arm down and then the hitting arm comes through. So for me, that's kind of how I learned the arm swing was more like a pendulum. And I think probably a lot of volleyball players maybe yeah. use the pendulum over the circular. I think circular for both one foot and two foot, it's, you will see it in one foot, actually. Levchenko, the high jumper from, I think, not you, maybe Ukraine, is a circular arm swing, one foot jumper. So as she comes in, her arm is like circling around and then right as she takes off, she like throws it back towards the bar. Like it's a very kind of weird unique strategy not a lot of people use it in high jump but it can help you generate like somersault in the other direction so some people do it but i have a very i have a very long arm swing for one foot when i dunk because dunking is such a short approach usually it's like three steps and i'm used to high jump where you get 10 so in high jump i don't have that arm swing in high jump i have a very like I can't remember exactly. I think there's only a couple videos that I have of me high jumping well with like showing the whole arm swing, arm swing. And I actually do a pendulum arm swing, double arm block, right? With the arms tucked probably maybe at like 90, maybe probably a little more open than that, but they're not all the way down. Whereas if you watch like my old dunk videos, like one handers and two handers when I was bigger, my arm swing was giant. Like it was... (laughs) probably the biggest arm swing out of any one foot jumper. I, I can't think of anyone that had quite an arm swing like that. And the takeoff was like, so slow. Can you think of anyone that had an yeah. arm swing like that? Like, like what exactly? Like where your, my knuckles were coming across the floor as a one foot jumper. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody really, I think, um, uh, that does Dallin have a, Dallin has a really like tight that? arm swing. Dallin has a really tight yeah. arm swing. I think, Anytime you're trying to dunk, I've learned this actually. Anytime you're trying to do a trick dunk, you basically can't have a long arm swing. Like if you're doing it off the lob because yeah. the axis of rotation, the moment of inertia is so long that your angular speed is so low. Like you just can't get through the arm action fast enough. 
And if you keep a really arm, long arm swing, it slows down your takeoff. That's true. I mean, you talked about like you feel like you have more horizontal momentum with the circular arm swing. Well, that's because you do. <laughs> you know, you're yeah. able to conserve your horizontal momentum a little bit better with a circular arm swing or like a running action off the ground. Whereas if you do a double arm swing, it interrupts that horizontal momentum, but it does give you objectively gives you more lift on a double arm block. Yeah. So it's a balance because in high jump, you need to deflect off the ground. You have to have a certain velocity at takeoff and it's almost better if you have a higher velocity, you can't move too slowly. If you move too slowly, you won't, you won't penetrate into the pit far enough. So your arm swing has to be sufficiently short and your ground contact time has to be sufficiently short. If the braking forces are too high, too long, you won't penetrate into the pit. You'll just come straight up and straight down and you won't have any somersault. So I've kind of like played with a bunch of them. When I speed jump off my right, I do a single arm and that keeps, maintains the horizontal (laughs) velocity better. I have a higher takeoff velocity. I generally speaking can amortize a little bit better that way. I can block the takeoff quicker. So I'm able to use, I'm able to convert more of that horizontal to vertical momentum a little bit better. Whereas when I use a double arm block, I have a much slower run up and I'm not nearly as capable in terms of translating that horizontal to vertical momentum. I just can't do it as well because I'm just, I'm moving so slow when I do that big arm swing and it just, you can't deflect off the ground that well. You can't get like a hard punching action like one foot jumping feels like so yeah yeah i think my right foot i do a single arm like a curl and press kind of like nick briz and jordan wesner and then on my left leg i when i do trick dunks i have a very tight tight arm swing with the ball it's like across from hip to opposite shoulder and then when i do off the lob generally if it's like a max one effort one-hander it depends on the style sometimes i'll mm. finish like with my hands by my keep the arms tighter finish with my hands by my eyes that's actually where I've had my highest, uh, yeah, I would say that. My highest jumps ever, like for, for vertical touch, have been with a tighter arm swing. They're not all the way down because I'm. it's that balance of like horizontal momentum to vertical and getting the benefit of the arm swing. So it's like a delicate balance. I think the faster you run, the tighter the arm swing has to be, whether it's double arm or single arm. The yeah. slower you run, the bigger it can be, which makes sense why you felt certain things whenever you uh, – when you did the pendulum versus the yeah the circular yeah arm swing. and you see that i think you see that a lot with like it's really rare to see somebody with a very fast run up and a and a big ass arm swing at the same time like like i think i think jordan might be the only guy that's like fucking fast as shit on his approach and then just like enormous arm swing at the exact same J- time Jay clark does a well. pendulum right yeah, he does actually. Yeah, he's yeah. he's pretty quick too. He doesn't have quite as much speed as Jordan though. He's like a powerhouse. Yeah. He's so powerful, it's unbelievable. He doesn't yeah. deflect. And then mine's the like in between. Like I have a big arm swing, but it's not like as big as it could be. I used to I used to try to exaggerate it as much as possible. Um and then another thing I was on my height checks, I have a bigger arm swing than I'm trying than when I'm trying to trick dunk as well. Um so yeah, those are some pretty interesting anecdotes. But this video I sent you, craziest jumps in volleyball. Yeah. Um, for for the for the listeners, go to YouTube and type in craziest jumps in I just volleyball. Saw that. They're they're all basically pendulum, but I wanted you specifically to go to 32, 31 seconds, and look at the position this guy's in when he jumps. Um, again for the listeners, I'm gonna describe it. He's literally, he's a two foot jumper right oh my left. God. He's jumping off the inside of his 
foot on the plant, like foot. on his plant leg. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. You see that position on the block? That's crazy. Yeah. I don't even know how you do I don't that. Know. I'm yeah. gonna put, I gotta take that video and start making videos of it. You should, you should make a. You should make a Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I need to. I need to post more about, about volleyball. That's actually really interesting. But yeah, yeah. the uh, that was crazy. That was actually so crazy. I can't yeah. wait to watch that back again. That was insane. Um, yeah. yeah, so I think there, we've covered kind of our own experiences. I put a bunch of notes here. Uh, one of the things that I guess we can talk about is looking at off the dribble, the arm, arm positioning and how the arms move versus off a run up and off a lot. Because yeah. do you remember when Steve, when Kyle Crowley came up and he was dunking with Steven? Do you remember that? Yeah. Do you remember how he was dunking with, with me too? Yeah. Yeah. He was dunking with all of you guys. I just wrote these two down because I remember talking yeah. to Steven about it. And Steven was like, I was like, Hey, Steven, how'd it go? And he's like, or I asked him, like, what do you think of Kyle? He's like, dude, his off the dribble was nasty. Like, he could get up yeah. so easily. And then I was like, okay, well, like, how about everything else? He's like, he, he didn't look like himself off the wall. Like, he just couldn't, didn't have the same, like, pop. And if you talk to Kyle, he had just torn his pec, I think, or hurt his pec. So he was coming back off of that, and it wasn't 100%. And he just couldn't get the same arm swing that he was able to previously get. And yeah. if you guys don't know who Kyle Crowley is, look him up. He was... He was good. <laughs> like, had he not, has probably the worst knees of any athlete I've ever coached in my entire life, I think. I mean, I, I, he jumped, he's actually someone that jumped every day. He jumped every day, got his vertical crazy, and in yeah. the process, ruined his knees very badly. Like, you know, it's been years. You know what's really interesting? He was, when he came down, he was staying with me. And this was when he was doing your training. Like, and I, I don't think I was on, on your training at this time and my knees were pretty were pretty fucked up and i remember he did a shakeout. he did power cleans the day because he was on monday wednesday friday lift and then dunk saturday yeah. so we were gonna all have a session on saturday so he comes up we go to the gym to work out right and then he does power cleans the day before and squats and all that stuff and i was just like in amazement i was like wow like i wish i could <laughs> do that stuff my knees and then the and then the next day he does a shakeout the day of his session and then i was like what the fuck? Like, if I were to do a shakeout, my knees would die. Like, <laughs> like I have to save that for the session. Like, <laughs> now that would be like, I think I was trying to potentiate and be like, you're going to have a good session. Yeah, it was. It yeah, was. like a super light clean day, super light back squat or something like that. I don't know. I don't yeah. remember exactly. His knees were always up and down. Um, it was one of the most challenging cases I've ever had, but he also taught me a lot. Kyle has patellofemoral pain. <laughs> he has chondromalacia. He has quad tendinopathy and patella tendinopathy. And it is pretty bad. And it's, it's tough because if you treat one, you treat the patella, the PFP will get worse. <laughs> and if you treat the quad tendon, it'll make the PFP worse. If you treat the PFP, the patella and the quad won't necessarily progress in the way that they should. So this is a very complex kind of scenario. We made it really hard to get them better. But, man, I could talk about that for a while and the anecdote about that and what I learned and different things. Anyways, the biggest thing I was saying about that was Steven – gets up off the lob <laughs> like he has a 42 or 43 inch vertical off the lob on his best days i think is that right yeah and yeah. but if he goes off the dribble terrible just straight doo-doo <laughs> just not good mm -hmm. and he should be able to with a 43 inch vertical you know bang one-handers off the dribble but steven uses his arm swing and that transfer of horizontal to, to vertical momentum so well when he when he's running a full approach and when he doesn't have that, he just can't get the same lift. And a big part of that is that Steven is not nearly as strong as Kyle is. Like, if you want to get good off the dribble, one of the most important, or, or even off vert, one of the most important things is just be strong as shit. Like, you have to be able yeah. to 
you got to be able to move some weight. So I think like just in general, that's some, some advice is like, if you're, if you're off an approach and you're running faster, you have a big arm swing or whatever else you get off the ground a lot, you know, you probably don't rely much, quite as much on strength. Whereas if you're really good off the dribble, either it's, it's a couple of things, either you have really good mobility and you're really fast off the dribble. Like you can get into position really quickly and you have a really wide stance or you are just mega strong and you can just push out of that position super easily without a lot of speed. I think those are yeah. kind of generally the two approaches that you can take. But as far as the arm swing, obviously that's a, that's a big difference and something that you can observe when just kind of like looking at it off the dribble versus off the lob. I guess Isaiah, when you go off the dribble, what is your arm swing like <clears throat> for two feet? So I was actually just looking at my off the dribble um, technique that way I could explain it. So what I'm doing is as I'm taking the penultimate, I have, I have the ball in front of me, right? Touching both hands, the ball stays, it starts below my waist. And then as I push with my penultimate, I'm pushing the ball forward. So, oh, you know, you know, in the arm yeah, swing, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, in the arm swing, as you're pushing, you're pushing the arms back. So it's the opposite when you're going off the dribble. Now, when you're going off the dribble, the ball's low, it's below your waist. You're pushing the ball forward as you're, as your step goes forward. Cause you're trying to now, generate as much horizontal momentum as like, you're trying to block yourself as hard as possible. You're trying to get an arm yeah. block off of that step. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't want to exaggerate it. You don't want to – I think if you exaggerate the push of the ball forward, it'll se it'll separate itself yeah, from the jump. Well, like, I, think, I think what happens is you don't – if you push too far out, you don't get a true block, right? Like there's not – you don't change yeah. the momentum of the ball back towards you. So it's not like a check in your momentum, right? Like you need a check – you need to basically like check the ball forward yeah. and pull it back versus if you like throw yeah. it forward and you don't time up that push with it, you're not going to get – because you could hypothetically yeah. time it up with a big push – but you'd have to time the pull yeah. back. It would be really hard to like, get in a position. Like that's something I know with uh with Corey Chisholm, it's an issue that he has. Cause I told I tell him to like you have to push the ball forward off the dribble, but then when he does it, one, the ball goes up to his head, like as he's taking the penultimate. So it's super high and he's like fully extended like in front yeah, he of doesn't, him. Versus, he, doesn't sync, he doesn't synchronize the movement at all. He has to sync up like yeah, the push versus with that. When I do it, my arms stay at a 90 degree angle so i'm not extending fully with my arms it's like like a delt raise. sorry for the listeners you can't really see this but i'm down here and then i'm, I'm going like that like yeah. it's like it's like it's a delt raise. that kind of <laughs> like a, it's like like a, a dumbbell one? like front raise dumbbell front raise yeah yeah, like yeah. You, but you're you're yeah. like and it's like you're, it's like you're holding the dumbbell vertically like a like a goblet squat or like a shake weight <laughs> And you're like shaking yeah. the weight vertically. Real, it's like a shake weight. That's actually, no, it's like a shake. It's a shake weight. weight. It's a shake yeah. weight. That same angle where you're here, but <laughs> you're doing a shake. But you, but you, but and and pause. Yeah. But you're doing the shake weight below your waist. Like yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. Oh god, that looks like, like something that's else. the that's yeah that's the motion. So I'm taking my penultimate. I'm pushing. I do the, the kind of one shake weight motion. And then from there, this part is very, I don't know. I, I It feels smooth. Like, it's not aggressive. I go forward and then, like, in a circle, like, I go like that. I think, I and think then one I, big mistake that people do with that is that they don't time up their block foot. What I've noticed, people off the dribble, when they do trick dunks or anything else, they do not time up their arm drive with their block foot. So you have to, yeah. like, when you pull that ball back into yourself and you go to, 
like if you're going off the dribble or whatever else, as your block foot comes down, it's getting, you're getting this huge block and this like kind of jolt of force through that foot. You should be punching yeah. the ball vertically at that moment so that it's like a true block. Yeah. You know what I mean? A block is it's where you see a high peak force. <laughs> That's like what you do. It's literally identical to like, you know, on a, when you're not going off the dribble, how for a left, right jumper, yep, I have it in the right notes. hand is cool. <laughs> your, your right hand is like, um, perfectly in sync with your it's block foot thing. like at the at the bottom position your block foot's touching same exact thing when i'm going off the dribble so when i'm going off the dribble as the ball is dipping down that's and it's at the lowest point that's when my block foot's hitting and that's when i'm like boom aggressively like punching it up what's the push and punch is that the cue tyler uses push and punch yeah for for, for like a two yeah foot so jump. it's basically like, the same thing like that cue is so good because that's what it feels like. It feels like a jab. You're like jabbing your foot into the ground as well as you're jabbing your arms, kind of like punching them upwards. Like you're punching your arms upward and you're jabbing your foot into the ground yeah. at the same exact time. And that gives you just yeah. like, it's like a super summation of force at that moment, right? Because you have all this synchronized action happening at once. You have the arm action happening super quick and a super block, like aggressive block and momentum or punch upwards. Mm -hmm. And then you have like the block foot coming down to the floor and timing those up together, you get a lot of lift out of the jump. So I think that's something that a lot of people don't understand. Even like Nagel struggle with it. Ryan Nagel struggle with it. I'm like, dude, you've been playing basketball for years. Like another person struggled with it, Anthony Allen. These dudes have played basketball for like years. Like they can go off one yeah. and they can just like, they punch the ball to their eyes and then they cock the ball back behind their head. But as soon as it, you have to tell them like, okay, do a windmill, they want to inherently keep the ball by their waist and not use their arms at all and just swing it backwards. Versus yeah. timing up the arm swing with their block foot and then pushing the ball down and back. Like, it's kind of a weird, it's like a weird sensation for people. Like, they don't quite understand it. But once they once they get it that one time, then they're like, oh, shit, that's what it feels like. And then they, yeah. and then they can do it over and over and over again. But that's something and, big off the dribble. Uh, two people that I recommend you watch to in order and like study the shit out of them in order to learn how to dunk off the dribble staples. off two feet is staples nah, not not stable well th these are the two people because i'm a left right jumper oh, okay. so like <laughs> these are the people i studied um air up there like in my opinion the best off the dribble dunker of all Enjoy. time <laughs> and and lee peck oh lee peck yeah mm-hmm yeah, Lee Peck, Lee Peck is also one of the best off-the-dribble dunkers of all time, um, especially on spins. If you study their spins, you will understand, like, and you, you have to look at everything. Like, like you have to compare. Literally, the best thing you can do is compare it frame, frame by frame. At mid-support of the penultimate, where am I at versus where are they at? At, um, like, mid-penultimate, where are they at? Or flight of the penultimate, I mean, where are they at versus where am I at? At the block foot, where are they at versus where am I at? And just compare it and then just do walkthroughs, like walk through through your arm swing um, and, and technique. Like that's that's literally how I learned. Remember, my knees were fucked up. So I would literally just walk through and like visualize, like look at them. And then I would copy exactly, exactly how they were doing yeah. it. So I think one thing that we didn't necessarily cover is like the arm swing that speed jumpers use and power jumpers. Yeah. I talked about power jumpers a little bit, but generally speaking off one, you can do a running action where like as your right foot comes or as your right knee drives up, your free leg drives up, your left arm drives up and the opposite side arm 
the right arm drives back. So it's like your right knee's forward and your right arm's back. So you have this split position basically, like again, a running action. And the left arm is up. And it, it, you get vertical impulse the same way that you do in upright sprinting, right? Even though you're swinging one arm forward, you're swinging one arm back. So those offset, right? You don't, you don't get a benefit in the horizontal momentum building in either direction because your arm's swinging backwards, the other arm's swinging forwards. They check each other, right? But yeah. both arms are moving vertically. <laughs> so you get, you get a big vertical impulse from both arms moving vertically, right? Like the upper arm is blocking to 90 degrees. And when you do a one foot jump, you'll see that pretty often, like especially on b- between the legs. If you watch it between the legs off the lob, most everyone, and I asked Isaiah this, will do a running arm action because the ball is right at their eye height and their hand is in the perfect position to grab it and then just swing it right through the mm-hmm. legs. Like the, and this is for one foot jumps, by yeah, the way. Yeah, for one foot jumps. So you'll see it like super, super commonly. The problem is, is that it really, in my opinion, the takeoff becomes more of like a push. And that's something that I think just on trick dunks in general, like you're not thinking as much about the takeoff. So your foot just kind of like plops into the ground. Very few guys can get a correct penultimate step and then deflection off the ground when they do that. Like you oftentimes won't see it um, in dunking, but they're still doing like a running arm swing like this, you know, left arm forward, right arm back In high jump. You will not see that you will, but they will actually like, they'll kind of keep their close arm to the bar. Like if you're a right footed jumper, you know, you're, you're starting on the left side, you're curving in and you're planting your right foot across your body. What will happen is the right arm swings up and forward. And then the left arm is kind of held either by their shoulder or generally speaking by their shoulder. And then they'll kind of like punch the left arm up from their shoulder, the closer, the one closer to the bar, and they'll swing their free arm together. And it it leads to this, like almost like a dive action. And Briz does it too, actually. <laughs> like if you watch Briz and Jordan Westner, they'll hold the ball like by their shoulder off the dribble, especially they'll curl and press it. So as they jump and they drive the free leg forward, they are curling and pressing the ball up over their head as well as driving the free arm up and driving the free leg up. And what that yeah. does is it conserves their horizontal momentum like super well. It's still a running action, right? But they get the benefit of having mm-hmm. a very high position of their center of mass at takeoff. So they get to deflect off the ground, use all their elasticity, all their speed to go vertically, but they're also blocking the free arm, the, the one that's swinging through and running action, while they're also curling and pressing the ball. So if you're a speed jumper, generally speaking, you have to, you have to keep the ball by your shoulder and then curl it up. Well, you actually keep it, you dribble low to the ground and then you curl it up to your shoulder and then you turn the ball over and press it up over your head. And it's a kind of like yeah. super, the faster it happens, the harder it is to hold onto the ball. Briz is probably the best at it, I think. Do you know of anyone that does it better than him? Nah, Briz is, Briz is crazy because he'll do it like in game. Like Weaving. Through traffic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah, crazy. Yeah. And then just. Yeah. His coordination so is like is crazy really with the ball. Like his ball handling, his ability to do that is crazy. And like yeah. Jordy usually does it off a run up. Like Jordy doesn't do it off a dribble very often. He'll just kind of hold it by his shoulder, run full speed, and then curl and press it. You know, he kind of palms the whole thing. Pat Dicker does the same yeah. thing when he dunks like speed jumping. So Briz is crazy because he can, he can get into position so fast. <laughs> like he gets into takeoff yeah. position off the dribble better and faster than like anyone I've ever seen. It's really, really, really impressive. So that's how like a lot of dunkers do it. And high jump, like I said, it's a little bit different, but you know, again, pretty similar. And you get kind of the benefits of maintaining horizontal velocity, deflecting off the ground, and 
yeah. getting like a sharp block at takeoff because it's a really tight arm swing and everything happens super fast. So it's, I don't know, it's effective. Like that's what I do as well. Whenever I go high jump, I kind of use my like lead arm as a guide arm. And then I try to punch it vertically as I drive the free arm together. And then I yeah. you know, swing the leg through. Gives you a really good blocking action. It feels like the block and the arm swing are, are so important to time up together. Like if they don't, it's such a simple thing. and I never talk about it, but you have to like swing the arm down and punch the arms vertically. It's like a jab. Like you're, you're jabbing your arms like upwards and swinging them upwards right as you're like hitting the ground. So it, it just, it feels like if you were to just like punch your hand, that's what a good speed jump takeoff feels like. It feels like, boom, yeah. you know, <laughs> like everything is just peak forces, mm-hmm. synchronized summation of forces really quick all at one time. And then you just pop off the ground. Um, yeah. So that's kind of how that feels. The other option is obviously like a pendulum arm swing, which not a lot of guys do. Like I think Sutherland does, right? Sutherland. He does off the lob, I think. If it's not a between the legs. I actually don't know though. His I think his is, might vary. I think his does. I, I think I wanna... he's so freaky that he can switch arm swings <laughs> depending yeah. on the dunk and it doesn't matter. We're gonna have to check. We're gonna have to check this out. Dallin uses a double arm swing, a really tight double arm swing. I know that for sure. I use well on my trick dunks. I keep the arms really tight. So when he goes cuff, it's like a pendulum. Yep. What's he do off the lob? Oh, he archived everything. Jordan, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see a lob. Okay, here we go. I found one too. Yeah, pendulum. He goes pendulum. Yeah. Pendulum when he goes off a lob. Yeah. So does he ever go circular? What about between the legs? He's got to go, dude, I can't find any videos of him dunking anymore. <laughs> East Bay's, I'm not sure. Actually, I know exactly what, what video. I'm watching the one that you sent me yesterday that we looked at with the ridiculous windmill. He generally does a yeah. pendulum, but I don't know what he does on East Bay's. I know exactly what video dude, to look he's at. he's such a freak. <laughs> on YouTube, if you look up lift to dunk. So when uh, he does the win, he does a pendulum. I don't think you can do it any other way. Or sorry, he does a uh, running arm action. I don't think you can do it any other way. <laughs> Windmill, he went pendulum. Off the backboard pendulum. Yeah, he might be. I think he, he's the pendulum Maybe guy. I just need to watch a bunch of him. <laughs> Facts. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, that's interesting. But you know who else is, is Chase pendulum? Chase switches, I think. Chase switches depending on the... I'm not I sure think about some guys Chase. switch depending on the dunk. I'm like pretty sure. Oh, I found an East Bay. Is it? I think he switched. Did he switch? Is it running arm action? I think he switched ah, on the East damn. Bay. So it's the, it's like dunk specific too. Some guy, most guys find it easier to do that to do the running arm action. They'll switch, but like, yeah, yeah he went, yeah, he went uh, switch on on East that's Bay. That's interesting. Well, goes to show you <laughs> what yeah. I'm saying is it it's dunk specific for most guys, but for max touch, I think you watch the majority of their of their arm swings and the, the majority of power jumpers will be double arm. I think like for max touch. Yeah, Jordan's is interesting though. Cause he stays tight. Like he doesn't fully extend his, his arms. He, it's they're like tucked in. Like at that's 90. what I was saying though. Is like on trick dunks, you have to keep them tight. Like you can do a double arm block like Mutaz Barsham. He's a speed jumper off one, but he yeah. keeps the arms really tight. So it's, it's like the faster your takeoff is the shorter, the tighter that moment of inertia has to be the tighter. You have to hold the arms to be able to get them, through the whole arm action before you take off, right? To, to time everything up and get yeah. a good summation of forces. So I feel like we've talked about kind of everything. Maybe the only other thing is like 
finishing the jump with the arms high. <laughs> you have to do that so that you are able to increase the height of your center of mass at takeoff as well as, I mean, that's basically, that's the biggest reason. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Wait, what, say that when again? you take off, you have to keep your arms high at takeoff so you maximize the height of your center of mass at toe off. Oh yes, yes. This is this is something with like any any trick dunk too. Trick actually, dunk. Yeah. with any trick dunk, any jump, you basically want to be fully extended at toe off. At toe off, you want your hands straight up above above your head. Um, and yeah, you always you always want to keep that in mind. I think for for one foot it might be a little it might be a little different um because it'll it'll fuck up your your mechanics if you're like trying to fully extend before going for a trick dunk um but generally for two foot and off a lob you want to fully extend and then for off the dribble you you want to punch it to like around like the tip of your head like just above head height and then and then go into your motion got it so i feel like we've covered kind of everything here isaiah has a big dunk session today (laughs) i'm gonna be lifting and not dunking so (laughs) he's so excited anyways guys thanks for listening make sure that you like comment subscribe if you guys have other podcast topics drop them in the comments below we'll cover them sometimes we have a hard time thinking of like new native organic content so make sure you guys drop them on even if it's a guest and you want a guest on there drop their name in there and we will try to make it happen like i said like comment subscribe spotify apple youtube We will catch you on tomorrow's episode. Peace out.